Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's great to be back with everyone on the podcast today. And as always, I'm joined by my right-hand man and the star of our show, Mr. Joe Kaleo of UBS. And we're going to be jumping into another wealth management-related discussion today. And to kind of frame things up before we get into our discussion, any wealth manager that you consider working with or maybe are currently working with should possess three key characteristics. So today we're going to be identifying, yes, of course, what those three character, uh, characteristics are and offer different ways that you can assess whether or not the wealth manager that you're looking into or the wealth manager you're already working with possesses these characteristics and is a professional in all three areas. So before we get into the nitty gritty of the day's discussion, let's say hi to the man of the hour, Joe. Good to see you this morning. How you doing, sir? Ryan, doing great. Great to see you. Glad everybody's here. I'm excited yeah. about today's topic. It's a good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a good one. And, and Joe, I think a good place for us to start uh, is talking about the key challenges that so many people have, and that is to how to evaluate the experience and the expertise of a given wealth manager before somebody might work with him or her, uh, and also then determine whether or not you're getting advice that's worthwhile and positioning your portfolio and your financial goals you know, towards success. Joe, open us up. What's your take on this? Ryan, there are some actual, absolutely vital areas to address, uh, areas of concern, right? Things that you want to look for, because if you're going to achieve your most important financial goals and objectives, one of the most important decisions you can make is often the single most important decision is selecting and then working with that right wealth manager, right? That primary person that's going to lead you. And that those challenges you can highlight can be amplified whether you know whether or not those issues are part of your plan today or maybe in the future and whether you're missing opportunities to do even better. So yeah, we, we've really got to dig into some of these topics here. Sure. Well, Joe, let's get into maybe an issue uh, that you tend to see that often goes unnoticed. What's what's a big one? Give us an example. Uh, I'll, this one is, I think, it hits close to home for several reasons, and I've had this with several clients and friends. And that's the estate plan. So many times people have an estate plan and they think, well, I've got a will. Why do I need another one? Why isn't it isn't it good enough, right? And it could clearly be inadequate for your passing. And you may think, why not just get a second opinion, if not update it? And and you just never know where there could be problems. And of course, if you're the one who drew up the will, you're never going to know that there was a problem. But your spouse or your heirs but your family or friends or whomever will know because it was impacted, right? So that's one area right away that comes to mind that says, you know, could there be something that went unnoticed? How about an asset protection plan, Ryan, right? You think all your assets are protected, taken care of, but again, it could be too late before you understand, hey, that wasn't prepared properly. So, so many times we talk about, doing a second opinion or a stress test, asset protection is one of those things you don't want to take for granted. Absolutely. So Joe, we mentioned at the top of the of the episode, there are these three key characteristics that a wealth manager should possess. Let's get into them. What should people be on the lookout for? Let's start with integrity, that they're honest and have moral principles, that they're competent, that they have the ability to do a great job for you, 
and that you have the experience, specifically how experienced they are in working with people like you to helping you fulfill your needs and goals. All right. I love it. So integrity, let's bat lead off with that one, Joe. Uh, what do I look for then that tells me this wealth manager in front of me has integrity? Yeah, I think it's at the very top of the list, Ryan, right? Because you've got to protect or enhance the wealth that you've created. And a wealth manager must be scrupulously honest. For example, a high caliber wealth manager never employs services or products that have even the slightest bit unethical or illegality to them. You just can't. You can't take that risk ever, not with clients' money or even discuss it. You can't joke about it, right? So to size up a candidate's integrity, start by getting questions answered and such. Has the wealth manager run afoul of regulations? If so, what was the issue? Has the wealth manager been sued by clients? If so, why? Can he or she provide some references from other professionals and some clients? You'd like to think so, right? Those are very important questions that you need to be asking and get those answers. Now, there are two other questions that can be helpful, right, in assessing integrity. Under what conditions would you fire a client? If a prospect or a client absolutely insists on taking actions that are legally questionable or outright illegal, the wealth manager should fire that client without reservation. It's important to understand that a wealth manager's thought process when it comes to how he or she would address a matter. Second is, what will you not do? So when you're asking this question, you can help determine, does the wealth manager set his or her limit somewhere? Those limits should be clearly on the right side of legal and moral. Some people will just believe that the people they hire will do almost anything for the right price. And I've seen advisors like that in my career. I hate to say it, but I have. And they'll just say yes, yes, yes to win the business. But you need to make sure that there's no price that the wealth manager thinks would justify jeopardizing your future or theirs. So those are very important questions to ask. No, this is great. I, I see why integrity is first. It builds that baseline around the wealth manager. But you also mentioned the second one on these three key characteristics. It's a tongue twister. Uh, it would be competence. So, of course, anybody wants to work with highly skilled professionals. But unpack this a little for us. What do you mean by competence? So many times, Ryan, a financial advisor is legally allowed to work with people. But are they truly competent and skilled to work in this area? So it absolutely is important, right? Especially if your situation or needs have some complex planning. So competence can be segmented into two main areas. Technical competence. So do they get involved in that specific area? Whether it's investment management or wealth planning or retirement planning or exit planning, do they have the competence in that particular area? And then do they also have the ability to build strong relationships with other professionals, professionals that are outside of their core competence? Maybe it's an accountant or an attorney or an exit planner or a growth expert or an investment banker, any number of areas. But do they have the relationships to say, this is what you need and this is how you implement it? Because you've got to be able to put, as we've talked about on other episodes, the right team in place to satisfy the needs of the client. You don't want them to just go searching for these people day in and day out. And you're sitting there waiting to get your questions answered. 
No, they've got to have the team that's behind them, ready to go. So that way, you know that they're truly competent. So when you're achieving those optimal results, the wealth manager has got to have an adept and in-depth attitude of both types of proficiencies. Well, let's let's chunk these two proficiencies out because there there's a lot to unpack in there in this this element of comp, uh, competence. Take us through that first one of the technical side of the competence. All right, so let's dig into that. One, do they have an educational background in this area? Two, do they have professional licenses and designations? Three, are they associated with some industry organizations, whether it's on their side or on your side? Potentially both. Four, have they done any public speaking or speaking engagements or done any publications? And then finally, recognitions from their peers in the financial or legal communities. So these are all areas, they don't have to have them all, but certainly it begins to elevate them beyond others that claim to say they can do the work. Difference between can and could, right? And truly could do a good job in it. So referrals from other professionals you're already working with and trust deeply, it's another way to assess a wealth manager's level of competence. Many times these other professionals have the expertise needed to effectively evaluate the expertise of the financial advisor. Hopefully at least, right? If they've worked with him or her before, or if they've had that opportunity to see them in action. It's also helpful to know which types of specialists a wealth manager regularly consults with on behalf of clients and the credentials of the people he or she works with on a professional capacity. Finally, Ryan, a key technical competence distinction between high caliber wealth managers and the rest of the pack is that they think holistically rather than in terms of specific products and services, right? High quality wealth managers are going to make a point to understand their clients at a very deep level. And only then do they seek ways to help you reach your goals. Then by providing those appropriate solutions, the idea here is that wealth managers can't decide what solutions would be best until they really know you. Sure. No, that makes all the sense in the world. And and Joe, I want to dig in now to that second area of competence you mentioned, that ability to build strong relationships with others and how that feeds into the idea of, of having that team, uh, you know, that works around the wealth manager on your, the client's behalf. Talk to me about this and why a wealth manager should really have that, that ability to build these, these great relationships. Yeah, the ability to connect and communicate effectively with people is essential for a wealth manager, especially if they're going to be the quarterback, and they've got to help clients become and remain seriously wealthy. So think about it. All the expertise expertise in the world is pretty much useless unless it can be applied, right? Without a, a strong rapport between you and the wealth manager, the results are likely to be far less than ideal. A wealth manager you work with must clearly understand your interests. Achieving your desired outcomes is all about matching up wealth management solutions with your agenda. Failing to develop a clear and deep understanding of what matters most to you, what matters least, and everything in between can clearly but unfortunately result in not getting the, the best wealth management solutions. Being able to effectively explain wealth management recommendations and the alternatives tied directly to the insights your wealth manager gained especially regarding what's important to you. So he or she needs to explain those solutions in a way that makes sense to you, especially based upon your level of technical sophistication and interest. 
That's why technical proficiency isn't necessarily enough. Some wealth managers might be technically brilliant, but they can't build and enhance your level of rapport with the clients, and therefore they can't do it one-on-one -on -one either. So results can can really struggle and may not be exceptional if that happens. No, this was good, Joe. I'm glad we, we chunked that out into kind of that technical competence and then the interpersonal competence, if you will. Uh, let's dive into that third key characteristic uh, you mentioned earlier in the episode. It's this idea of experience. I I would imagine you're talking about a very specific type of experience, correct? Yes. You want to see that the wealth manager is experienced in working with people like you, other clients with whom you share common traits. He or she could understand the goals, the objectives, the interests, the concerns, other key characteristics of accomplished individuals and families with those same goals, interests, concerns, and the like. So questions to ask again. Why do you like working with and then fill in your source of wealth, right? Business owner, woman business owner, uh, construction company, uh, foreman, whatever it might be. But what makes you work? Why do you like working with that kind of person? What percentage of your clientele are people that look like me? That's question number two. Number three, what services or products do you tend to provide them? And then finally, how do you tend to work with them and your other advisors? Tell me how those working relationships are, right? What's that look like? So experience means not only spending years working with clients like you, but also knowledgeable about and able to adeptly deliver state-of-the-art wealth management services and products to that group. Knowing the experiences of a wealth manager working with individuals and families or businesses in a similar situation proves very insightful, and it gives you perspective and helps you understand how the relationship is likely to develop in the years and years and decades to come. Well, there you have it, folks. Those three key characteristics to recap, integrity, competence, and then to round it out with experience. Joe, you had mentioned earlier this idea of a stress test or a second opinion. Uh, you know, for anybody out there to, A, make sure that the financial plan they have in front of them and their goals uh, are adequately addressing the goals that they want to achieve, uh, but B, to make sure that they are on the right path forward. Uh, I know you and your team go through this second opinion and stress testing process. We've talked about it on prior episodes. So for anybody out there in our audience that's you know heard this episode, they're recognizing, oh man, these three key characteristics are really worth having in the wealth manager that I may want to work with, or maybe they don't exist in the wealth manager I'm already working with, and they would benefit from maybe going through that stress testing process. How could somebody reach out and get in touch with your team just to open up that dialogue. Yeah, Ryan, we've, we've been doing a lot of stress testing, even with our own clients, just to make sure that the plans we had put in place years ago are still withstanding to what's happening today. So we do this not only for clients, but for folks who have not been. And so we, we are glad to sit down and have a conversation. Give us a call, shoot us an email. We're happy to have a conversation because with everything that's gone on over the last several years with COVID and rising interest rates and fear of inflation, times have changed. And so people may not have looked at this for a period of time, right? And so it's a great time to, for us to have a conversation about is what you've put in place years ago still where it needs to be today and for years to come. So yes, we're happy to do that. 
Fantastic. Well, Joe, look, I know you're a busy guy. You've got a lot of clients to serve and uh, we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you jumping on board today here to talk through these you know, characteristics that define a great wealth manager and, and help uh, folks out there find the right wealth manager for them. So appreciate you and uh, looking forward to being back on the next one with you. Thanks, Ryan. Cheers, bud. Indeed, Joe, indeed. Well, hey, look, folks, we want to take one final moment and say thank you to our audience who stopped by and spent some time with us today. If you guys did enjoy today's episode and the conversation surrounding this idea of finding the right wealth manager for you, you benefited from it, well, go ahead and hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future conversation where Joe and I unpack these different wealth management topics so that you and yours can come out better for it on the other side. But for Joe, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you stopping by and spending some time with us on your money and a cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated, office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.